We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, we kicked around the idea of perhaps just wait until the Chiefs-Bills game was over before going live, but we didn't want it to be that late, so... We watched as much of it as we could, and we're like, ah, we'll just do the rest as a watch along. But what do you, what do you, how do you foresee this one shaking out? You got 11 20 left in the third quarter. Chiefs currently are up 2017. I think no matter what, the victor of this game is a uh, lunch for the Ravens next Sunday, Chad. I do think, based on the way Baltimore is playing, it seems like it's their year uh, for as long as Lamar Jackson's under center. And I don't think that Buffalo or Kansas City has the firepower to match up. I would like to see, selfishly, Buffalo versus Baltimore be more of an entertaining, offensive-driven matchup. But I just think uh, the AFC Championship game is already scripted in the Ravens' favor. Conspiracy alert. I just don't want to see any set of circumstances that could lead to the possibility of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs winning another Lombardi trophy and fully taking the lead in the AFC West history and AFC West canon for the most uh, world championships. So I'm Bills all the way. But to me, the ideal would be like a Bills-Lions Super Bowl because a team who's never won would be the champ. That would be cool. Too. Mm-hmm. I always root for the underdogs and the teams that have never quite gotten there. I thought for sure it was going to be San Francisco and Baltimore, but the Niners were a little shaky against Green Bay. It shows that no team is truly perfect. Everyone could be beat, but Baltimore just seems like they're on another level. So I agree with you. It's going to be a fun matchup, but Lamar Jackson, just another level right now. Something about those bye weeks, man, in the playoffs. You know, it can – I'm not sure how much it really serves a team. I know that that coaches love the idea of getting that week to lick their wounds because by the end of a 17-game schedule, you know, you're you're the walking wounded. But at the same time, Zach, especially in, over the last, I'll say, 25 years, really since the Broncos won their first Super Bowl from that point till now, the teams who are the hottest entering the playoffs, and it's usually those those teams that had to battle to make the wild card in a lot of cases anyway, that 
momentum, man. You cannot put a price on it. And sometimes jumps up and catches the the uh, you know bye week team sleeping. Broncos, of course, fell victim to that twice under Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, I think it falls on the coaching as well. A good coach will have his team ready up no matter if there is inactivity or whether they're playing all throughout uh, January to get to the big game. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the uh, the field shakes out. What's up, everybody? Um, a few hellos. A lot of we're we're running late tonight, but that was by design. We were we're kind of dragging our heels, waiting to see what what we were going to do relative to the game. But you guys took precedence as always. Rod TV jumping in, much love and respect. Good to Thank see you, right. my my friend. You've been with us a long time, and uh, we always appreciate seeing Rod TV in the chat. He says it seems like every time we get rid of players, they either win a Super Bowl play great and go deep in uh, the postseason GMs and coaches uh, was bad GMs and coaches was bad for years, except Sean. I'm not sure exactly that last little bit there, Zach, you might have a better syntax interpretation, but I think that's just kind of the nature rod of uh, sour grapes and, you know, grass is greener on the other side outlook. I would be willing to bet that the vast majority Zach of all fans under the sun, pick the sport feel that way uh, relative to pro sports where players change teams often. I think you're spot on. Yeah. I think Rod is saying that the general managing and the coaching has been bad for years until Sean Payton arrived. And I would tend to agree with that, but for every former Bronco that's gone on to greener pastures and succeeded, there is the Paxton Lynch's and the Shane Ray's who's given, given another stint, uh, a shot, another team, a shot, and they just went nowhere as well. So I agree with Chad. I think every fan base has these, um, you know, uh, what could have been with players and the Broncos are uh, no uh, no small share of them. But there's also, you know, to be said here, there's also the reality of how a human being plays when they're in a prove it situation, whether it's a, hey, I just got a big fat free agent contract. Now I'm going to prove to this new team, the new bosses here, the owners, the fans, the me local media that I'm I can justify that paycheck or maybe it's a prove it type deal where they come in on a relatively uh, cheap contract and they're out to prove their worth and whatnot. That does at times anyway, favor the player, the individual, and sometimes it plays out in their benefit, sometimes not, but like, you know, Noah Fant, does anyone remember what he's done really in Seattle since he was dealt? Right. I mean, whatever happened to Paxton Lynch, we know what happened to swag Kelly, so it doesn't always play out that way, but I know exactly what you mean, Rod, and how you feel about it. It just kind of, it's the way it goes. Yeah, like Scott was saying, Drew Locke, he only started two games in two years. Shelby Harris, who was thrown in uh, that Russell Wilson trade, he got cut and went, went to Cleveland, I think. Melvin Gordon, as Scott pointed out, he was just released, I think, from the practice squad or the bottom of the, the roster in Baltimore. So, yeah, for everyone that goes on, like the Isaiah McKenzie's, not even like the Bradley Chubbs, the Isaiah McKenzie's, the role players that bombed in Denver but succeeded elsewhere, there's so many who didn't do anything with their second chance. Yeah, get this. Since he is uh his departure from the Broncos, Melvin Gordon has uh appeared in exactly four games as an active player, 26 total touches or carries, I should say, 81 yards. Uh, and he did score a touchdown this season for Baltimore, but yeah, he's uh but how he's many gonzo? Fumbles? He's gonzo. So how many fumbles, Shad? <laughs> Well, let me take a the look. The world wants see. to know. When we Without, talk about uh, oh, I got to go down here. I always forget on PFR. I love pro football reference. 
Uh, but sometimes, let's see, this year, one fumble, one fumble. One fumble on, what did we say, 26 carries? Very on brand. Very on brand, uh, most definitely. Uh, good to see everybody tonight. We got uh, some interesting topics to get into. Todd, uh, are we getting Todd? Okay, we're getting Ronk. What's up, Ronk? Michael Ronquillo, the mayor of our community over on Facebook especially, but also X, Twitter. Love you, big dog. Thank you for being you. It's great to have you in the chat. Um, before we get into some of our great topics tonight, guys, we got to remind you, uh, hopefully you've, you've done this this weekend, as I have in my family, but make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. It's a huge part of what we do here at Casa Jensen week in and week out. It's not just game day, believe it or not, because my son that's two and a half, almost well, I guess almost three now, no, two and a half, I'll say, He's a very picky eater, uh, despite our best efforts. The one thing we can always get him to eat, though, is Little Caesars cheese pizza. So it's a it's a regular fixture on our menu. You uh, order online, though, relative to the NFL and playoffs. During our Pizza Pizza pregame, it's one hour before and three hours after the NFL kickoffs. Plus, that counts all day Sunday. And get ready for some football and fun by choosing your favorite Little Caesars pizza or by picking the topics you crave. And either way, Zach, you win. I'm a picky eater too. My hand is up, especially when it comes to like takeaway pizza places. I swear to God, when I tell you every time I have little Caesars, I feel like a winner. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next playoff game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm what they call, Zach, a sight eater. If it doesn't look good, my brain will tell me it's it's not good. And um, so I think the picky side of things, I, I've got a couple kids that are picky. I think it does come from me, but I've learned as I've gotten older how to kind of overcome that. For example, my wife, she's a ranch girl, grew up on a ranch. And uh, for most of our marriage, we've kept chickens, even when we didn't live uh, – necessarily in a zoning situation where they uh, encourage chickens. And uh, she would, you know, it was all about the eggs and whatnot. And she'd bring them in. She'd, you know, uh, scramble them up for eggs. Or, and they're always a little bit darker, those yolks. And my mind went, oh, it's not from the grocery store. Grocery store means it's safe, means it's been checked by someone. It's good to go. And it looks different. Uh, no, no go. And she'd serve them to me and I'd try it. My brain would psych me out. And then finally she just stopped telling me when it was not mm. store eggs 
So I'm just like crushing them. And one day I'm like, these eggs are phenomenal. Cause once they're cooked, you can't really see the difference. And uh, she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat up, eat up. And by the time I'm done, she goes, you know, you just ate a whole omelet of our chicken's eggs. Didn't <laughs> even know it. I'm like, wow. And, I, and it flipped a switch for me anyway, relative to eggs. But then there's the flip side, Zach. Last thing. Like my dad, Mark, shout out to the great Mark Jensen. It is stunning the stuff he'll eat. And I don't mean like he's like a, a, a pig or just eats anything. But like if it doesn't matter what it looks like, he'll eat it. And then that's when he'll decide if it's any good or not. I'm with you. I'd like my food to look presentable, but do you mind when your food touches? Can you still eat it when your food's touching? Are depends you on what people? it is. Depends on what it is. Are you one of those? You got to have them a little separate. So I prefer touch. to separate church and state if I could on my plate, Chad, yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm not going to freak out regardless. Thanksgiving must not be easy for you then, loading up that plate. I make a little, a little fence around everything. All right. Uh, Damian Clark Warren jumping in with the super chat. Bro, you've been with us a long time too, but although I must say it's it has been a minute. It has been a minute. He says, long time, fellas. Can we finally fix the O-line? Watching Ben Powers, the left guard, get plowed all season was not impressive. Pause. Yeah, he was, uh, I, especially early on, Zach, he wasn't very good relative to his contract, but I do think he kind of stabilized as the season wore on. But they just... Broncos just haven't had a lot of luck paying guards. I mean, since Luis Vasquez back in whatever that was, 2012, I think that was the last time I could really point to going. Interior player signed as a free agent, success, went on to, to help the Broncos get to a couple pro uh, Super Bowls, a couple Pro Bowls, all pros. He was a, a badass, but Graham Glasgow, um, power so far, not not so good. The Broncos have struggled to find that that guard that you're talking about. They suffered through the Max Garcia years and the Allen Barber years and yeah. so on and so forth. But Powers was, I think, as advertised, Chad, uh, wasn't elite in both pass pro and run blocking. He definitely uh, could get manhandled. He likes to play with some finesse a little too much sometimes. But I think overall, you can definitely build around him. And He was an upgrade in what the Broncos were trotting out. I think when people talk about Ben Powers or view him, watch his tape, they see his contract and his price tag before anything else if he was making 10 million dollars less i think most people would agree that he played pretty well in 2023 but yeah there are some questions there damien i mean you need your your guys you're paying and that are sucking up resources to carry their weight including powers including mike mcglinchy but you've got some questions about the future what are you going to do about garrett bowles uh are you gonna make an attempt to re-sign lloyd cushenberry you can't right now. I mean, if you're going to try re-signing Lloyd Cushenberry, you got to free up some cap space, etc. Might be time to pass the torch, Zach, as the Buffalo Bills just scored another touchdown. So retaking the lead, 23-20, pending an extra point. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Garrett Bowles has, was developed by the team. He was a first-round pick. He's had some accolades. Um, but it might be time for them to reapproach his contract. And even if Zach, it's not, Hey, let's cut bait. Maybe it's a, Hey Garrett, let's redo your deal. Give you an extension, free up some cap space. I think that's the way to go for sure. Um, if you leave him untouched, you know, you have a solid starter there at least. And it's important for a left tackle when you want to bring in a new quarterback, maybe a rookie quarterback, you have to have that position. I agree though, with uh, what's the chat is saying here, like William Hayes, no cushion Barry's gone. They just can't. I don't know how they're going to find the money to invest a $50 million deal in Cushenberry when you gave 
I don't know what's uh, 80 and 50, $130 million between McGlinchey and Ben Powers. As good as Cushenberry played, you have to wonder where was this the first three years? Was it just a contract year? Was it just a fluke? Unfortunately, it falls in a scenario where the Broncos don't have the cap to make it happen. He'd be a luxury, Chad, not a necessity. Indeed, it's also worth mentioning here, Zach, that Garrett Bowles is 31. He's going to turn 32 before the 2024 season. Now, two little caveats to that. In today's day and age, left tackles are playing later and later into their 30s. Um, there's that. Plus, you got to remember Garrett Bowles was old when he was drafted. Right. And you go, oh, see, even more case in point, you got to be careful, father time closing in. Well, but he didn't have the, Zach, he didn't have the uh, the wear and tear quite yet. He played one year of, of Division One college football and went to the pros, basically. So he still got, even as a guy entering, what is it, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, year nine, he still, I think, is more like a guy that's, say, Zach, 27, 28, entering year Five or something like five or six. I wanted to pull up his uh, cap number and I wanted to pull up his uh, status. 2024 final year of his deal, $16 million in cap savings and $4 million in dead money. If you cut him, if you restructure him, uh, you would save quite a bit of money. And that could, you know, be for a team like the Broncos, it's supposed to be $20, 30000000 million over the cap. I would definitely approach Garrett Bowles and say, listen, we'd like to keep you around, but obviously you see it's, it's, Kind of a different era, changing of the guard. Um, you can see with Lloyd Cushenberry that we're getting younger and cheaper at certain positions, and we'd like to keep you around. But if not, we might have to Russell Wilson you. Sorry, Garrett. This is true, Oki. I have been lighting up the CFL. Like, secretly, I've been crushing it. Oh, wait, no, you're talking about Chad Kelly. Yeah, Chad Kelly. Hey, I don't know, Zach, what it is about him because he can be – he can cut quite the uh, ridiculous figure, let's say, but I still root for this dude for some reason. I don't, I don't really have an incentive or a rationale or justification, but I do like seeing him succeed. Maybe it's because of the hubris. He's such a wildly, uh, I mean, confident slash arrogant individual that in his case, because of how kind of on his sleeve he is about it, I like seeing it. It's the what could have been factor with him. Same with Kyle Sloter. Remember him? Former oh, yeah. Broncos legendary backup quarterback, I think, in 2017. Because you didn't know what you have. When Jad Kelly, before that whole brouhaha with the, Hall the Halloween party, he was inching closer to maybe taking hold of that quarterback one job. Not to kind of go back that far, but you never really knew what you had in him, in the, and the potential ceiling was exciting. So I've always rooted for him as well. Same with Trevor Simeon. Uh. All right, let's get to the main topic for tonight. Now, we we touched on this um, a little bit last week, but we didn't fully dive in. I wrote about it today, just kind of interpreting it. Slow weekend. Uh, Broncos aren't in the playoffs. But last week, Russell Wilson, when kind of on the subject, Zach, of the best plays, best Broncos plays of 23 or the best moments even, there was a tweet that he quote tweeted on X where he uh, – pointed to one of his many highlight reel connections with Cortland Sutton saying, quote, the double spin toe tap by Cortland Sutton in Buffalo and us finally beating KC were my faves, which were your favorite moments of 2023. And he goes on to say 2023 was fun. 2024 
to be uh, 2024 about to be better. Close quote. So what uh, is that him just kind of being the optimist that we know Russell Wilson is? Or could we read more into it because he's not only, of course, talking to Broncos fans. I mean, he's literally addressing Broncos fans. What was your favorite moment? And then also kind of Cortland Sutton being involved in that. Like, is there a level of analysis beyond just it's Russ being an optimist? I don't know that we have to look too far into it. If we're looking for a hidden message, he already tweeted that before, which was looking forward to what's next. When the whole benching thing came out and he was telling Diana Rossini that he expects to be cut, that was uh, pretty on the nose. I think this is just Russ being uh, a good friend or a good now former, soon-to-be former teammate to Cortland Sutton. And it was an amazing catch, Chad. And uh, he did have some nice moments in 2023. And I'm sure he wants to continue his career, be it in Denver or elsewhere, and is looking forward to having a better 2024 season. Maybe I'm being naive here. I just think he's uh, there's no ill will. Well, what we know is he doesn't have much incentive to rework his contract after the Broncos humiliated him and kind of dissed him by benching him. First time he's been benched as a pro. Uh, And we know from the CEO, Greg Penner, slash co-owner, that uh, the financials are going to be a big part of whether or not they go on together. We'll we'll circle back. But Troy jumping in, the Fawn Donkey in the Thank house, you, as he is known on Twitter. So good to see you, big dog. Much love and respect to one of our great Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstars. He says, hey, guys, do you think George Payton's uh, calling Moss, Sanders, and Forsyth starters was, for, was fluff or real like Nick Benito's move from year one to two? Uh, well, I think in the case of uh, all three, there's, you know, the Broncos did a lot from a pre-planning perspective, preemptive moves to set up for all of this to be 100% true. They knew Cushenberry was going to be a free agent this year, draft Forsyth, and specifically Sean Payton, is a, he's a Forsyth guy, or I should say Forsyth is a Sean Payton guy that Payton himself envisions as a starter someday. Sanders might be too soon, but you clearly see Zach how the Broncos view Sanders as far as his outlook and upside. And then Moss, we didn't get to see that much from Moss this year because of the injury. And then they really kind of slow rolled his involvement on defense once he was uh, healthy and available again. But you look at what the Broncos have on the outside opposite of Sertan projecting into 2024, and you really don't have much choice but to hope Riley Moss insert him and hope for the best. And I I do like his upside. We didn't get to see much from him, but – What's your answer here for Troy? I'm with you here. Uh, I think that they were playing the long game and knowing that they're not going to be able to keep everyone with their salary cap situation being what it is. George Payton is pretty good with the books. Sean Payton is as well. And in the case of Moss, Sanders, and Forsyth, either you used high round capital to acquire them or you specifically scouted them to acquire them. You were talking about Forsyth being a Peyton guy. That's who he envisioned potentially taking over uh, after 2023. So I don't think it was fluff. I do think they're going to have to lean on these guys, if only because to, to see what they have. It, the only way they're going to learn and the only way you can make that evaluation is not on the bench and not in the classroom is to throw them in the deep end and see if they can swim. And if they can swim, great. If not, well, you got to find players who can. Well said, well said. Much more to get to. Uh, but first, guys, we got to remind you um, to keep it with HelloFresh, okay? 
you get with HelloFresh farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You get to skip trips to the grocery store where you end up spending more money than you maybe intended. And count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it's America's number one meal kit. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome, health-forward options like over 30 calorie-smart and protein-smart recipes each week. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. Now that's worth waking up early for. Listen, this is something... HelloFresh is a service that my family has used for a couple of years now, and uh, it's that's why we were so excited to, to get HelloFresh as a partner here on the show. It makes life so easy. Literally 25, 30-minute meal prep, quality ingredients, dinner's ready to roll. You pre-select what you want uh, on your order, so it shakes up to where you've got like a menu for the week or depends on how many meals you order, two weeks, etc., can't speak highly enough of HelloFresh. It is time to go with them. It's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash huddle free and use our code huddle free for a free breakfast for life, or at least for as long as you're with HelloFresh, you also get free breakfast, one breakfast item per box. That is while the subscription is active, that's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash huddle free. With the code, though, huddle free. All right, back into the conversation here. Um, yeah, look, I wanna, I wanna circle back to something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, cut out some of the naughty words. I mean, Scott Kennedy would never say the naughty word, but he might type it out. So I, I got to be careful in reading him verbatim here. But he's talking about Russell Wilson, Zach, and just the idea of a, the, the, what incentive does Russ have? If the Broncos really are, uh, if, if it's if if keeping things rolling with Russ is contingent on him changing his contract in any way, shape, or form, what incentive does he have? His five-year extension hasn't even started yet. Twenty twenty-four is actually the year one of the five-year extension because he still had two years left on the previous deal that the Broncos inherited via the trade. The Broncos made it quite clear by benching him with two games left to go that were meaningless that served them not by benching him they didn't want him uh but hey russ please take this pay cut uh please you know restructure etc cetera, etc cetera. he's going up yours i agree with that i've said that i've echoed scott's point pretty much from day one no one forced russell wilson uh, to be given the deal that he, it's not his fault that the Broncos gave him that money. And it's not his fault that the Broncos are going to be in a position where they're looking to restructure because their salary cap situation is what it is. So I agree. I, Russ, if I was Russ, I'd say GFY as well. Shout out to Arlie. Appreciate you being with us on Facebook. My friend it says great show. Despite our season being over, I still love hearing the insight best Broncos cast. That brings me a piece of home here in Florida. Thank you, hashtag state of being. That's right, baby. Thank you, Arlie. Arlie, you exemplify our hashtag state of being. Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's wherever you are. It's a state of being. And that's where Arlie is, down in Florida. Really cool. Appreciate you checking in with us, my friend. Uh, all right. We'll probably keep tonight relatively tight just because we ended up starting late. And 
We're now in the fourth quarter here, Zach, of Chiefs-Bills. The Chiefs just scored another touchdown, so they retake the lead. Pending this extra point attempt, it's going to be 27-24. 14 minutes left. The extra point is down the middle. So it's starting to get interesting. Josh Allen has never defeated Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. He's beat him in the regular season, but at home this time, could it be the year he finally snaps that uh, ignominious lack of results against Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs? Maybe. Kansas City has not looked like themselves the entire season. I don't know if it's losing Eric Bieniemy or not having a receiving core or what, but that offense has been out of sync. And if this is the year to take down Kansas City, uh, it's, it's right in front of Buffalo. And that's what's most uh, frustrating about the Broncos season, Chad. Not only did they kind of tailspin toward the end, it coincided with the Chiefs' downfall or relative downfall in 2023. So at least it's going to be interesting. The rest of the playoff games have not, to say the least. Uh, we got Michaela Parker, the Duchess, talking about we don't have money for T. Uh, Higgins. I, I know what you're talking about because Rodney's up here going, hey, should we pursue T. Higgins in free agency? Um, wide receiver, Zach, is a need for the Broncos, but it's more of a luxury need because you do have guys under contract that are more than capable of being starters. I mean, Cortland Sutton, good to go year final year of his contract jerry judy also contract year on the fifth year you know he, he might be failure to launch overall as a former first round pick categorization of jerry judy but he's still at least a competent wide receiver too you've got a bona fide wide receiver one so you can start nitpicking on who's your three who's your four who's your five but talking about guys taking that next step in year two like we were talking with moss and sanders and Forsyth. Marvin Mims, it's time for him to start stepping forward but as, as more of a receiver. But still, the Broncos could use some upgrades there. Wouldn't hurt to maybe see if Tim Patrick would be willing to basically take almost a vet minimum uh, to come back and, and continue playing. And if I were Tim Patrick, I would take that money just because I'm, I, I've been hurt. Broncos kept paying me. They could have cut me. They didn't. I'm here. All right, I'll take a little bit less, show you guys I'm, I'm back on my feet and re-earn another contract down the road, even though he is starting to get long in the tooth, kind of like Bulls. Yeah, Michaela's right. They just don't have the money for him. Maybe if they were uh, one play, player away, a T. Higgins away, they could make a move. But even then, their salary cap prohibits that. They were trying to trade Cortland Sutton reportedly because of his uh, contract. They're probably going to trade or should trade Jerry Ju Judy because of his contract. You mentioned Tim Patrick. The way to replenish that group is through the draft and let another team overpay for T. Higgins. As great as he is, not on the Broncos' radar. Uh, by the way, it's been a while since I've seen John. John Libick in the house on Facebook. Good to see you, big dog. A hello here to uh, Pearl, also on Facebook. And uh, many of the regulars on kind of a – Anyway, a sleepy Sunday, sleepy relative to Broncos news. We're out of the season. We're out of the playoffs. It kind of sucks, but we are stoked to have each and every one of you with us tonight. Um, I'm taking a quick perusal here, seeing uh, uh, Hokey Engineer. Hey, I, I assume, of course, you're talking about Chad Kelly. Would it hurt to bring Chad Kelly into training camp next year? Is he better or worse than Jarrett Stidham, Zach? I mean, the, the the plausibility of this, I think we all know. But for the sake of our conversation, would it hurt? In my opinion, no, it would not hurt, but it's just not going to happen. 
you see, this is why I hate being on the quarterback carousel. This is why I hate not having a no doubt slam dunk franchise guy because we still are getting questions like this. No offense, Oki. It's just uh, it uh, it comes with the territory. Listen, I can't speak to what Chad Kelly can offer at the stage of his career. I haven't watched his recent film. I have seen Jarrett Stidham's and. I will say this, you don't need a Jameis Winston or any of these other stand-ins. You already have that guy. Go out and draft your franchise guy so we can get off this carousel and not have to talk about Chad Kelly. I'm just doing a quick update because I remember him coming in and uh, winning the Grey Cup. Is it the, called the Grey Cup? The CFL, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the championship game there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing... It's been a minute since I've checked on Chad. 2023 went 15 and one, the Argonauts. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here's Wiki. Kelly started the Argonauts 2023 campaign as the starting quarterback. Let's see. Got a three year contract extension worth a total of 1.8 million, making him the highest paid player in the league, Zach. Think about that. In mm-hmm. August, Chad Kelly's $1.8 million deal. Three years worth a total of, all right, not 1.85 uh, per per year, total of highest paid player in the league. Uh, the team would go 16 and two, but lost to the eventual champs, Montreal, in the East final playoffs, etc. And Kelly won the CFL's MVP, the what they call the most outstanding player award. So that's the latest update on Chad Kelly, Zach. He's uh, how old is he now? He's 29 and under contract making what I mean, well below NFL veteran minimum, uh, obviously as the highest paid guy in the CFL. But if I'm Chad Kelly, I just keep that train rolling and see if I can get the NFL to come back to the table. Pearl. Good to see you. Yes. Let's I'm hoping the chiefs lose as well. Much love and respect to you. But uh, yeah, Chad Kelly, the Duchess jumping in. Michaela, we love you. Appreciate you. Good to see you tonight. You know this. She says, talk wide receivers, LOL, and who will uh, throw the ball? I was, I'm, sh- I'm sure she's saying, right now the Broncos are a joke. You know, that's one of the things that it, they got to get. And look, we're going to get answers, hopefully, Zach, on this as soon as anyway this week. Because that end of season press conference was January 9th. They said they were going to take two weeks away, come back. The, bra- uh, the brass, Peyton, Peyton, and Penner, and get to work on making the big decisions and getting things rolling. So we could hear something on the Wilson front as soon as this week, but unless they come to some kind of a decision to bring him back, you, you have, you're staring down the barrel of immense uncertainty under center, and it does kind of color all the other, I mean, the whole conversation for the rest of the offseason will remain on solving that problem quarterback 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 i think all eyes will turn to pick 12 in the draft and what the broncos do there but they need to get out get that out to the fans sooner than later yeah i mean i agree with michaela about they need the quarterback i don't think the broncos are a joke necessarily they did go eight and nine i think it seemed like carolina's a joke because you drafted bryce young and he's already looking like a bust with the number one overall pick but you're right because 
when you talk about the receiving core, it doesn't have to be a case where everyone is an alpha. It doesn't have to be a case where you have three number ones like in Cincinnati. Before the season, raise your hand if you knew one receiver from Houston's receiving core. You know, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Noah Brown. But the quarterback made that receiving core what they were. So you're 100% right, Michaela. Get that franchise guy in place, preferably a guy that you select through the draft. You take your lumps with him. You develop him the correct way. And if he's the right guy, you have that for years to come. Dude, I blinked, and suddenly the Chiefs had the ball. Literally, the last thing I was looking at was That's Josh right. Allen doing a quarterback draw or more of a quarterback just design run. Then we're talking, we're talking. My eyes are off the, the screen for a second. I come back. Chiefs are on the goal line, and, and it looks like there might be a fumble, but uh, not good. Man, I really don't want to see the Chiefs advance to another AFC title game. Come on, Bills. Even if they do, I just think the Lamar Jackson and the the Ravens, that defense they have over there, oh my God, are they potent. And they're the ones that will stop Kansas City if the Chiefs do make it that far, I have faith. That looks like a fumble to me with one eye on what we're doing and one eye on the screen here. looks like Mecole Hardman, that ball came out before his hip was touching, his elbow or his knee. I don't know. We'll see. Um, All right. We uh, march ahead to the swashbuckler himself. Another one of our great Mount Rushmore legendary mythical super chat superstars, Gary Palmer in the house. Love you, big dog. He says, I'm so glad Sean Payton is so mum. He keeps our chat room boiling. LOL. Just kidding. Love you guys. MHH for life. Yeah, he doesn't. Sean Payton, that's uh, definitely one of his hallmarks. Zach is he doesn't like to tell you anything about what's really going on. He's like, literally, I've said this before, but. I've seen few coaches. I mean, we know what coach speak is. That's it is coach speak, but I, within the uh, prism of coach speak, I don't think I've ever seen a guy be as verbose as Sean Payton without saying a damn thing. And, you know, you could say, ah, I just likes to hear the sound of his own voice, likes to hear himself talk. And I'm sure there's some truth to that, but it's also by design. You know, you're going to have to, if you want to try, if you're an opponent, for example, Zach, and you want to sift through, uh, and figure out, divine the answer to a specific question at, on a Wednesday, you know, podium session. You're you're gonna have to sit through like a five minute discourse on something that leads you nowhere. You can try and interpret it, read between the lines. So some of it's by design. Some of it, I think, that's just the way he is. Yeah, some of the younger coaches around the league, they're more forthcoming with the media. They give more away. But Sean Payton's part of the old guard. He's that old generation, the Bill Parcells type, the tactician that doesn't uh, want to reveal any sort of weakness and actually considers the media sort of an adversary. So I do appreciate that as well, Gary. Did they decide on the fumble, Scott? Did it it get called yet? It's in review. Oh, man. All right. Gary, love you, big dog. Um, All right. We're at 36 minutes. Guys, any burning topics, get them in the chat, and we will do our best to get them before we – dip on out of here, but we are getting uh, close here. Um, the Rock says, Josh Allen is never going to get a Super Bowl ring, <clears throat> pardon me, if the Bills can't beat the Chiefs and other teams in the playoffs. That's true. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, I think it's kind of, you could, it's safe to at least make this comparison, Zach, that it's kind of like Peyton Manning all those years for the, almost his entire career. If you wanted to get to the, to the promised land and, and be the, the guy hoisting that Lombardi, 
you have to be able to vanquish Brady and the Patriots at some point in the playoffs. And that first year, he finally won a Super Bowl in 2006 season. You guys got to remember, I'm old enough to remember this. I'm sure a lot of you are. Many of you might not be. But up until then, Zach, Peyton Manning was known as the quarterback who, yeah, put up the Star Wars numbers and the MVPs and all the stats, but he could not win the big one. <clears throat> he was known as a choke artist in the playoffs. He finally got over the hump against the Patriots that year they went to the Super Bowl and, and defeated the uh, Chicago Bears. And then from there, you know, Zach, it was one heavyweight slugfest after another between Manning Brady, whether it was Indy, New England, Denver, New England, and similarly, Josh Allen, you know, he's one of the top two or three marquee AFC quarterbacks. Mahomes is that 300-pound gorilla. Um, you got to vanquish him. He's the Tom Brady of this era. Yeah, it's uh, also touchback Buffalo ball, and uh, Scott said game on. So, yeah, you're yeah. right, Chad. There's always the uh, the boogeyman uh, every year that you got to get through. And if this is the if you want to take down Kansas City, like I said earlier, this is the year because they do look mortal. They definitely have been beatable all year. So, let's go, Josh. I'm going to take it as a harbinger. The Broncos snapping uh, snapping the streak against the Chiefs and finally getting that win and doing so in convincing fashion. I'm I'm I'm. I'm taking that as a harbinger, if not for this Bills game overall for where this is going for the Chiefs. Uh, okay, I see questions about pick 12. Brock Bowers from Rodney Garcia. <clears throat> if he's there at 12, Chad and Zach, do you see Denver drafting him? Zach, what are your thoughts? It's a great player. I just don't think you can prioritize that position over a quarterback or an offensive lineman or an edge rusher or a defensive back. It, that's a position. That's a player that you take when you're a Bowers away. And I hate to keep making that same analogy, but it's true. If they address that first, there'd be more questions than answers going forward, especially because you only have one premium pick in the top 75. The Broncos do. They don't have a second. So you have to make 12 count. Yeah, if we were living, Zach, in an alternate Bronco universe where, you know, maybe they don't go to the Super Bowl in 2023, but year one of the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson marriage ends with a playoff berth. There's no acrimony or controversy relative to the position. He doesn't get benched. He stays healthy. And it's enough for Sean Payton and everyone within the organization to be like, all right, we really snapped the streak. We made it back to the dance. We got bounced. But we just need to tweak a few things here personnel-wise, and maybe we can get over the hump. Then he would be definitely a guy you consider at 12. But even then, Zach, um, the needs this team has on the edge, like that rotation of three, it's it's a good rotation, but you're missing – I'm talking Browning, Benito, Cooper. You're missing that Batman guy, and you need it. I think if you had a Batman plus those three – Oh, dude, you'd be that'd be a formidable rush linebacker group, but that still takes a backseat to quarterback. If you end up moving on from Russ, everything becomes resources funneling and directing toward solving that problem. Okie engineer, let's go, Bills. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Yes, indeed. Welcome. Thank you on that. We see you in the chat, my friend, and um, really appreciate the super. Thank you, Okie. Uh, okay, so we shall see. We shall see. We've got uh, the Ronk jumping in to help us kind of put it uh, to punctuate tonight's conversation. Really appreciate you, as always, Mike. And I'm sure we'll be uh, seeing you on X after. Um, he also says, does the Ronk 
Jaden Daniels, talking about Broncos first round, or move back in the draft. I don't know, man. I'm not quite there with you on Daniels or bust relative to the to the draft because it doesn't sound like anyone is willing to move that's in the top three and he's not projected to get beyond the third pick. But let's say he goes at three. Broncos are sitting at 12. I still might be amenable if, you know, if Penix is there to take him. You got to get a guy and you got to do it the old fashioned way this time. If you're moving on from Russ, you got to do whatever it takes. And if all your best efforts, Zach, fail and moving up, then I still think you got to, as long as you have a round one grade on that cat, still use that 12th pick on a quarterback. I'm with you, Mike. I love Jaden Daniels. He probably won't be there. And the good thing is if you want to move back in the first round, there's a good chance, depending on how the pre-draft process plays out, maybe Penix, if you drop to 20 from 12, 25, maybe Penix is still there. Maybe Bo Nix is still there. McCarthy, whatever quarterback Sean Payton wants, you can get a few more draft picks and still land your quarterback. So it's going to be interesting, Chad. Sorry to uh, defaw. That looks like a nope, not a catch. Not a catch. Bummer. I thought he caught it, dude. I thought he made it. Oh, oh, deep ball, Allen. That's a tough one. Are you seeing this, Zach? Do you have it up? Looks like incomplete. Looks like it hit the ground. But his left hand stays under it. Does it hit the ground? Oh, right there. Right there. That last little hop skip. Yeah, no dice. Uh, Okay. Bills are punting. Fourth and twelve with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So, Michaela, sorry to hear about your migraine. My wife gets those every once in a while. Uh, I've never had a migraine. I thank my lucky stars for that, and I see what she goes through when she gets migraines, the sensitivity to light, the whole just like laid being laid low, and the, obviously the headache itself, painful. So hopefully, hopefully you can get to sleep early tonight and, and you wake up feeling much better tomorrow. Yeah, take care, Michaela. I know how uh, debilitating those can be. Just drink, drink plenty of water, take uh, aspirin, and uh, don't look at your phone for a little bit. You'll feel better. Let's see. Machiek? 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Machiek. Machiek? Machiek. Mitkowski. <laughs> That's a punk rock name, I got to tell you. But he says, uh, no panics because of his injury history and our O-line giving up a ton of sacks. That's a combo for a nightmare scenario. Maybe. That's definitely a big concern uh, for Penix, Zach, is his his injury jacket. But you got to swing for the fences, dude. You got to swing for a quarterback if you're moving on from Russ. And I just think once you get past those three, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, he's the, the best of the rest and probably would be in consideration for the top three and maybe not getting past pick five, Zach, if he didn't have that injury jacket. So is it enough to scare you off completely uh, using a round one pick on Penix? I don't know. He is three years removed from uh, his injuries, and I know they're scary and they were serious injuries, but he's proven recently that he can stay healthy. There's a lot to like about him physically. You just wonder if it'll translate, and that's what the pre-draft process is for. Sean Payton thinks he's the guy. I will support that pick. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Um, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this. Just real quick, and then we're going to get out of here, guys. So any burning topics, get it in the chat now. Broncos quarterbacks coach Davis Webb has been named the offensive coordinator for the West team for the East-West Shrine Bowl. 
what do you think of this, Zach? And considering the caliber of quarterback talent that we know is going to be on display there, and that he's going to be coaching specifically on the West team, uh, I'm trying to think. Slovis and Plumley are the headliners on that side. How much does it avail the Broncos having him there? Well, if they like one of the quarterbacks that's participating in the game, obviously that's another chance to scout him. I just think for Davis Webb, it's a good chance to uh, build up his resume. I mean, we're forgetting he went from playing in the NFL to immediately retiring and then joining Sean Payton's staff and working with Russell Wilson. I think his arrow is pointing up. I have seen Davis Webb mentioned in future OC candidate articles and everything. So it's just a matter of building up his brand. And this is a good first step for him to do that. What's the flag? I can't see. I can't tell what this flag is. It looked like the Bills got him off the field. Oh, they're going to call it what? Illegal contact. He did kind of. How many yards off the line of scrimmage was that? I don't know. I don't know. Dang, man. Chiefs are staying on the grass, it looks like. Uh, okay. Yeah, Malcolm, Homer, Alaska. We got a lot of great members of Broncos country up in Alaska and a lot of key members of our community. Uh, speaking of Alaska, Zach, as a fan of some HBO programming, as I know you are, Sopranos, <coughs> have you did you ever watch True Detective, the original True yeah. Detective? Dude, first of all, get on that ASAP. The first season is some of the best television you will ever see in your life. Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson, killer, killer, killer. Uh, season two, season three, snooze fest. This season four stars uh, Clarice Starling. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Jodie Foster. Huh? And I can't remember the uh, other gal's name. Anyway. I'll check it, it out. It takes place up in Alaska. My wife and I, we watched the first episode last night, and it it's grabbed us already. Significantly more compelling, interesting, sinks its hooks in you than two and three. But I'm telling you, there is very little, Zach, by way of television programming that you'll ever see better than that first season of True Detective. You can throw Sopranos. You can throw uh, maybe Breaking Bad in there, uh, et cetera. But that first season, it's, a, it's kind of a one-and-done thing. You know, Each season is a different storyline, different characters, different timelines, different everything. They, the, the seasons themselves have nothing to do with each other. That first one is amazing, and I'm stoked so far. What I've seen on the first, on the on the fourth one, which takes place in Ennis, Ennis, Alaska. I don't know how close that is to uh, where you're at up there, by the way, Malcolm and Homer. I'll throw the wire in there as well as a goat show, but I'll have to check out True Detective for sure. Wire's good, dude, but it gets boring after a while. You know, yeah. there's some great one-liners. Come at the king, you best not miss. Stringer Bell. I mean, there's some there's some good. The writing wisdom. Is a one. Yes. Okay. One last question. How many starters do we trade this year? Well, you know, trades are actually pretty rare relative to an individual team, and it doesn't happen quite as often as we speculate and talk about and project and whatnot. I think, if anything, maybe Zach, maybe tippity top two. In reality, I think one and the most likely candidate, Jerry Judy, but that fifth year contract that guaranteed money is going to make it a little bit harder to move him. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You're not going to see a major fire sale of a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in eight years. So you could trade someone for cap relief. Someone's still young that has value. The only one that fits that bill uh, that's still ascending in NFL speak would be Jerry Judy. So you might see that Oki. You might not. 
All right, last one, and then we're out of here. Rodney, is Christian Parker gone, guys? In case you missed it, the up-and-coming DBs coach for the Broncos, Christian Parker, who's got a great resume, Zach, relative to his unit's individual production and the players shining, et cetera, under uh, consideration for the Patriots' defensive coordinator position under new head coach Gerard Mayo. What's your answer for him? He's not gone yet. Uh, he's interviewing for the job, and uh, he's a candidate. I think it's only a matter of time, Chad. You know, even VJ called him a a star and uh, said that his his arrows definitely pointing up. But as of now, he's under contract with Denver. No, it's I think it's a matter of time before he gets a coordinator job. All right, guys, this has been a fun conversation. Uh, we got a couple messages for you though, and then we got a dip. Another great episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're always rocking, check out MHHmerch.com and get you some. If you haven't, please drop us a like at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle and on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like y'all. Scott's bringing up Reacher, which... I'm a huge fan of the books. I've read just about every every single Lee Child book about Jack Reacher. And it was a joke. Zach, you got to hear this real quick. So Jack Reacher, this, this mythical character in these books, right? He's a former military police major, six foot five blonde dude that like just, he's a physical imposing specimen, wreck shop, but he's also like Sherlock Holmes caliber brain. They cast back in the day when they're trying to put it onto the big screen, Tom Cruise, who's like five, six, seven brown haired dude to play Jack Reacher. And all the fans who love the books, millions and millions of fans across the world were like, what? Finally, they decide, no, we're going to make it into a, a you know, series, which is better, better serves the books. And the guy they cast was perfectly ideal to play Jack Reacher. So they got that right. The first season was killer. Season two just came out. Not as good, but even though the book that it's based on is is phenomenal. So Scott, just bringing that up. I'm only mentioning it. Mentioning it. Yes, best comp for Jack Reacher, the way he's described in the books. Jeremy Shockey, former uh, NFL tight end. That's I agree on that. That's pretty dang close. But the guy they cast, I think they did about as good a job as you can find from an actual actor, uh, as far as the looks. And I think he's okay as an actor. But check out Reacher. Much love and respect to the great super chat superstars and supporters tonight helping us keep the lights on and afloat during this offseason. Rod TV, Michael Ronquillo, Damian Clark Warren, Troy, the Duchess, the GLP, Oki, and George Fox. Much love and respect. Can't wait to see you guys and talk with you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com